February is Heart Health Month. There's no better time to focus on heart-healthy habits like eating more dark chocolate. Groundbreaking results from Harvard's massive Cosmos study on cocoflavanols show a 39% reduction in the risk of cardiovascular death among participants consuming cocoflavanols daily. I search high and low for cocoa products that deliver meaningful amounts of healthful flavanols with great flavor and minimal sugar. I'm thrilled to have found Flava Naturals. Flava Naturals Performance Dark Chocolate Bars and Cocoa Powder deliver five to nine times the flavanols of typical dark chocolate. Their secret is sourcing premium high flavanol cocoa beans and processing them naturally. The result is decadent dark chocolate with the flavanol levels needed to help improve your blood pressure and cholesterol levels, possibly reduce your chance of heart attack and stroke. I use it every day. To order, just go to flavanaturals.com. That's flavanaturals.com. There you'll find details on Harvard's Cosmos study and great recipes, too. That's FlavaNaturals.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Our guest is Dr. Eric Westman, uh, who with Amy Berger is co-author of End Your Carb Confusion. It's a great uh, book about a subject that uh, is a hot topic in the field of nutrition. Uh, it lays out the rationale for a low-carb diet, uh, but it also has uh, tips on practical implementation of low-carb dieting. Now, um, you know, when, uh, you know, the two schools of thought, you know, when uh, you take that first swim, uh, you know, maybe on Memorial Day and the water's kind of cold, you know, there are a couple of ways to go about it. One is to, you know, ease into it gradually, put a toe in and then go up to your ankles and then up to your knees, splash a little water on your face. The other school of thought is that you just jump in, you know, you take a hit. <laughs> I'm of the latter school. I usually dive right in. Uh, when you're contemplating a low carb diet, you know, say uh, you have, uh, you know, you're overweight, you have uh, high blood sugar, you have all the hallmarks of metabolic syndrome, and you've read the book. Uh, what's the best approach? Well, I think it depends on the person. So okay. the um, different styles of putting the toe in the water or, or uh, it's kind of reminiscent of how you Many people are taught to swim. Some people are thrown off the edge of the pier. Others take lessons. You know, the, I think um, the, if you really need to do a low-carb keto program to fix, oh, let's say you're more than 50 to 100 pounds overweight, you have diabetes, you have metabolic syndrome, you're on 10 medicines, I would recommend the deep dive, quick, you know, the jump off the pier into the keto lifestyle because it's prescription strength. It's stronger. It's um, another metaphor we use is like pulling the Band-Aid off. Do you, do, do you want to do it slowly off a hairy mm-hmm, chest mm-hmm. or you do it fast, right? So, uh, but if you're going to need a therapeutic keto type of diet, this would be similar to Atkins induction or protein power or South Beach phase one. That Ender Carb Confusion has three phases. We have a phase one, phase two, phase three, which is really kind of uh, a theme that you're going to see through all of the low-carb literature and, and books is that there are probably three different metabolic types. But if you're going to um, – if you really need you know some serious therapeutic dieting, I would recommend leaping off or, or diving in like you do uh, to get started. And so you, you talk about – something you've coined a term, the adapt your life diet plan and their phases. And, uh, you know, it, look, it's, it's, it's hard to adhere to something for a lifetime. 
you know, to, to tell someone this is the way you can eat and, you know, you're never going to have a slice of pizza, you're never going to have a corn muffin, you're never going to have a, you know, a croissant ever, you know, it's off the plate for you. Um, so you actually suggest that people phase in their implementation of this, but I kind of guess it depends on your circumstances, right? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen books and, and doctors uh, that being the past president of the Obesity Medicine Association, I've seen doctors do it in a lot of different ways. And we came up with a, a grid or a table with checks that you, you go through that you don't require blood tests or doctor's visits and all that. We made it into clinically, meaning um, something that you can just look at and say, oh, I have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. So we sort people into roughly three categories depending on your metabolic type. So your metabolic type, the insulin resistance you have or carbohydrate intolerance or or prediabetes will basically be the major determinant of what group you're going to end up being in. And so you really don't need um, expensive and extensive testing, in our view, to, to get you, you know, pretty close to your your uh, goal carb intake for the day um, and it works pretty well and you know and it goes way beyond just the research I've done although I, I've studied low-fat diets as control groups and low glycemic diets um, you know I'm not I don't use higher carb diets in my clinical practice, but I know other people do. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to incorporate the research that has been broadly published beyond just what I know. Uh, so that, you know, for example, my brother within the same family um, can eat fruit and have high carbs, you know, all day because he's very active and he plays tennis and basketball. And, and so we accommodate that. Uh, you might be able to have bagels and, and your corn muffin uh, if you fill, fall into one of the categories that we think allow you metabolically to eat that way. Right. So it, it, it may be genetic. It may be, you know, in terms of person's uh, circumstances, their age, medical conditions, and, uh, and so on. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of controversy about, you know, low-carb dieting because uh, some people say, well, don't, you know, don't, don't eat a lot of fat, you know, use protein as a means of achieving satiety. Uh, but Dr. Atkins, and I think to some extent you, uh, believe that fat is an essential component of a low-carb diet. So what do you say on that? Well, yes, uh, you know, but we what we teach in Ender Carb Confusion and uh, what we've used in our clinic at Duke for years now is a real food-based program. So we don't do any of the new keto things you'll see today, which you know kind of gets overwhelming. Products, uh, you know, to, they're, they're products. You have keto yeah. products, keto shakes, keto keto drinks, keto cookies. Keto. No, no, mm-hmm. we we recommend that the fat comes with the protein. So that means you know having a filet mignon or a, a brisket that's you know oozing with fat and, and moist is great. Uh, we, we're not going to be talking about adding coconut oil to your coffee and blending it and to get a keto buzz, you know, kind of, you know, we want your ketones to come from your body fat, your, your body can make its own ketones and, and glucose. So, so we don't push fat, but we don't, we're not afraid of it either. So the language, I, I don't know if you've noticed, we carefully selected non-judgmental language 
for pretty much any macronutrient or substance other than sugar. We call out sugar as the bad guy. And, uh, you know, not many people sticking up for sugar these days. Even the major companies are pushing their sugar-free things um, on, uh, you know, advertising. But, um, no, don't fear the fats. And, and even then, I'm not a... I'm not sure that we really know which fats are better. Natural fats are fine, you know, but that mm-hmm. sometimes shocks people to go back to lard and butter and, and ghee. Uh, these are all healthy things, you know, as long as you're not having sugar. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, are you a little bit uh, discouraged when you, you know, you're a victim of your own success? I mean, you have been one of the progenitors of uh, a low-carb Revolution. You've been a real key figure uh, in this movement. And now you see a whole array of, you know, just as there were low fat products, uh, you see a whole array of low carb products. Uh, and uh, in effect, meal substitutes, keto shakes, and, you know, various kinds of, you know, keto bars and protein bars and things like that. You're not a, a big fan of those types of products, are you? Well, not not in my clinical practice, and, and um, you know, I it, it's one of those necessary uh, transitions, I believe, where uh, in order for a area like this to grow, companies have to start making money from it. I mean, to encourage it and to keep it going. Otherwise, um, you know, in a in a capitalist society, I mean, something won't grow, right? <laughs> so I see these products as a necessary springboard to get the idea out there. And, and well, it did concern me and, dis- well, discouraged me a little bit because now we've created our own digital platform to teach the old approach, which doesn't have all this stuff. So we we have kind of a signature simplification idea, and and your carb confusion does that in a big way. Mm-hmm. Where we're trying to take away the idea that you need products and things like that. Um, so uh, you know, certainly if you, you've tried this and it's not working, and you get worried about keto cookies and keto pills and all that, the, this is the approach that you'll want because it's very effective. It focuses on real food. The other thing today that gets a lot of people confused, not just the keto products, is the net carb calculations. Yes. And, yes. and that confuses people. And so we actually use total carbs. We're not going to make any sort of um, mistake that maybe you absorb the carb, the fiber, and you don't. And, you know, we use total because it's more precise. And it does make the total carb um, for the day lower for most people, which means that it's more effective. So, again, it's therapeutically effective to use total carbs rather than net carbs, and then you're not able to have all of these products that are out there when you're confused because it says two carbs on the front, and the, but it says 20 on the back, right. it, and that's because they're calculating the net carbs, which, uh, in my view, um, can distract a lot of people. And, and make it not work. So then they think, oh, keto didn't work for me, when really it was because they did the new version of keto, when what we're talking and teaching is the version that's been around for 150 years. Okay, folks, listen up. Uh, here's a message from one of our sponsors. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Propax Gold with NT Factor, a complete vitamin and mineral formula. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, age, illness, or just being run down. 
Anti-factor repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown Anti-factor reduces fatigue by almost half and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking Anti-factor for years. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to today's guest, the co-author of End Your Carb Confusion, Dr. Eric Westman. Instrumentation is a big thing with uh, low-carb dieting. You know, people use CGMs, uh, continuous glucose monitors. Uh, they finger stick. Uh, they also use uh, sophisticated uh, keto meters. You know, this has gone well beyond the, you know, keto sticks that you peed on you know you in the atkins center they used to hand those out like party favors now they have very sophisticated devices that tell you whether you're going into ketosis are you a fan of those um yes and no i mean I, you know i don't recommend that people use it because the method that i i teach people has been around before you you could test those things, um, but for some people it, it's very helpful to reinforce uh, that what they're doing is, is working. Um, you know those urine strips are still available. <laughs> when, what we've learned is that they're more commonly uh, um, you are more likely to have ketones in the urine in the evening than the morning, and that's a, a dawn phenomenon sort of thing. The the blood test and the the breath ketone meter now even are available but the one of the problems is we don't have it's like the the technology is available before we have enough data mm -hmm. to really understand um the ketone level in the blood doesn't really reflect how many ketones you're burning for the day and so you may be having a successful program but you don't have ketosis quote mm -hmm. by levels and that frustrates people when um, when we know that not everyone will quote be in ketosis but they have all of the benefits that you see with a keto diet so and then the other issue is um, you can drink things to raise your ketone level like ketones or, mm -hmm. or coconut oil things like that but when you're trying to lose weight you want your ketones to come from your body fat not from an oil or a substance right. that you ate because you're, you're trying to get rid of the body fat. Right. <laughs> so you're going to be burning your, your the, the fat that you eat that created the ketone. And then people think, oh, I, well, I'm doing a keto diet because I ate something that gave me ketones. So that, you know, that's not it, – it distracts from the – the, the older teaching, the more um, solid scientific teaching, really, which is use real foods. Mm -hmm. I can't even find a study uh, in a weight loss um, paradigm where someone used uh, a ketone drink. Mm -hmm. They haven't been studied yet. Hmm. And so you know, they it it make it appear that you're in ketosis, but they, it, it, there's no solid evidence that they assist in helping you get to your goal, which is uh, more optimal right. metabolism. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so one of the sticking points with this diet is, uh, you know, something that you're probably familiar with, which is that uh, people go on these diets uh, and then uh, occasionally their LDL will shoot up. You know, the LDL being the, you know, the, the, the sine qua non of cardiovascular risk. And doctors will say, what are you doing? You know, well, I'm on this low carb diet. Look, doc, you know, I've lost 15 pounds. And the doctors will say, but my goodness, your LDL is up. Can 
you know, there was a recent article, I don't know if you read the American Journal of, Clin- of Clinical Nutrition, uh, that says something about the homoviscous, if I get this right, the homoviscous theory of LDL, which is that LDL does go up when you are on such a diet, but it isn't an indicator of cardiovascular risk necessarily. It just means you're disposing of some of that uh, dietary fat and cholesterol. Yeah, you know, um, this is going to be one of the really important mechanisms to work out. And uh, and I hope that, uh, uh, you know, that we have these federally funded lipid programs that up until now have basically just told people don't do it. You know, your LDL went up, don't do it, rather than, oh, this is interesting, we should study it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In fact, the Dave Feldman, who has an elevated LDL on a low-carb diet, rustled together a citizen science organization and a GoFundMe to study people who have high LDLs and they have a protocol they're working on now so that they can follow people over time with very sophisticated heart disease um, you know, measures. Even it's an arterial measurement, mm-hmm. not a blood measurement. Mm-hmm. And, and so it took the people who have this abnormality it's not i don't think it's an abnormality it's just this phenomenon of an ldl elevated to yep. study themselves and which is really kind of a sad commentary on the curiosity of it, people who are in the a, current system it, it's like a, a a private initiative it's uh, a go fund you know it's kind of like uh, let's 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 have a bake sale and and learn about this that's that's unfortunate that it's not really at the cutting edge of uh research because it's such an important question the the banpuri study banpuri is the b-h-a-n-p-u-r-i uh it's a sub-analysis of the hallberg the the verta health study which they sent kits to people's homes with ketone monitors and a scale and you could talk to the diabetologist in your phone a wonderful study and a wonderful um clinical company uh verta health um the Bonpuri paper basically has all of these cardiometabolic risk factors in one figure. And it, so it's one panel that you can look at. And you look at the direction of change in all of these items. I mean, there's like 30 items. It's all favorable except hmm. the calcul- calculated LDL. Hmm. So the, the uh, it's it's uh, Gary Taubes, who's an investigative journalist. Yep. Who For a recent guest here on Intelligent Calvary. Medicine, yeah. Yeah, well, he, well, he uh, you know, kind of laughs and says, you know, it's a cruel joke that the the one thing that wouldn't get better is the thing that doctors obsess about and uh, and have a drug for, which makes so much money, the LDL. But, you know, I just want to say that two-thirds of people have improvements in LDL yes. when they do a keto diet. It's a, So it's mo- if you're going to roll the dice, you're more likely to have a, an improvement in the LDL than not an improvement. But the problem is some people have a, a doubling or tripling of the level, which does scare traditional doctors. And it scared me 20 years ago, I have to say, but it doesn't anymore. And and I, it's one of these, um, it's to the level of a paradigm shift anomaly that the person who figures this out is going to be really popular. I mean, it's <laughs> almost like seeing the retrograde motion of the planets. You know, the the... the well, how did the right. worldview change? It's a Copernican from, or a Galilean moment. Yeah. yeah, paradigm it shift. Yeah. I think it's a, the fulcrum of how do you explain this? Because these people are healthy. 
they they are fine and and uh, of course there are people who've been um, tearing away the the cholesterol story LDL skeptic David Diamond has done very scholarly reviews about the um, cholesterol not being such an important thing and um, it, it's um, it's interesting because the the carnivore group this is a now kind of a sub low carb group that is uh, also has some interesting blood changes like not all of the a1c's go down not all of the ldl's go down um and um it's going to take these people banding together on their own nickel basically mm-hmm. to show whether they have progression of disease or not i mean i have to say from my perspective as a clinical doctor now for 16 years using a low-carb diet in a practice where people come to me with all sorts of diseases, including heart disease, I don't see the big epidemic of heart disease. Now, you know, those mm-hmm. who have heart yeah, disease. In other words, your, your patients are not uh, dropping like flies. There's not a, a line of bodies, no. uh, you know, leading out your door. Uh, That's right. Well. At the same time, at the same time, I'm knowledgeable enough to know that we can't detect small problems in a clinic. I mean, that's why we need to have studies and the follow-up uh, being very tight to to be able to figure out very small issues. Uh, but there's no major issue, I, I'm convinced. And, mm-hmm. and it's me, but also talking to other doctors and other um, uh, physicians who've used this for longer than I have. And, and yet, at the end of the day, if someone says, well, prove it and show me the study, it hasn't been done yet. But you have to understand, remember, there was a taboo against studying this whole area uh, until just relatively recently mm-hmm. in research time, which means, you know, the last two, gosh, decades. <laughs> so hopefully there'll be a, a renaissance in research in this area. Just a couple of uh, details before we sign off. Um, can you do this if you're vegetarian? Is, is it doable? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, um, it's harder to get very, very low carb to a keto level if you're doing a vegan diet without, um, uh, without eggs. But, um, fortunately, you know, that's not my bailiwick to, to teach vegetarian. I've always taught kind of a meatitarian platform, but there are a lot of resources available to do a vegetarian keto or vegetarian low carb diet. And, you know, I know there are a lot of people who've been healthy eating vegetables. I, I, I know there are a lot of ways to go about this. And so, um, it's just not a particular area of emphasis for me as a clinician in North Carolina. <laughs> and, and by the way, just to parenthetically, this is not a diet that precludes the use of uh, lots and lots of uh, vegetables and a certain sure. amount of fruit. Fruit that tends to be sugar, more sugary, and you want to stay away from the starchy vegetables. But you're not someone who says, you know, just eat, uh, you know, meat and eggs and dairy and, you know, forget about you know, the greens and yellows and, you know, the whole cornucopia of uh, uh, fiber-rich foods. Exactly. And, you know, what I see today is interesting because it's kind of popular. There are people who don't need a keto diet who do a keto diet. You know, they can probably be fine eating more carbs. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if, if you only have 10 pounds to lose and you do keto, well, okay, you're at your goal in a month. You know, it, it's okay to add back carbs and still be healthy. And we get into that in the book. So it's not it's not a keto book. It, and it, it, uh, but it is a keto book if you choose to do that. And one of the um, major scientific 
uh, findings over the last 20 years is it's okay to do a well-formulated keto diet forever. You know, if you're doing it in a way that has been approved and studied, it's, you know, you don't need to eat carbohydrate. And that, uh, from a, a, a research and, and stamp, a dietitian academic standpoint is, that's a big change. You know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have said that. And yet mm-hmm. now, uh, David Ludwig at Harvard, Christopher Gardner, Christopher, he might not say that you could do it forever. He doesn't know that. But in the experience, clinical experience that I've seen with other doctors and, and people following this for their, you know, pretty much their whole life, um, it's okay if you don't eat carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. But you can if you your metabolism uh it allows you to, and it, you can be healthy eating grains and fruits and, and vegetables, absolutely. And finally, uh, when it comes to uh, natural sweeteners, you know, that's a big question. Some people are worried about, uh, you know, if you use some uh, uh, stevia or if you use uh, some of the sugar alcohols in this diet, is that going to compromise the efficacy of it? Well, you know, I learned uh, by meeting people where they are in my clinic uh, that some people can have, well, most people can have artificial sweeteners or non-sugar sweeteners um, uh, and do fine, you know, which kind of defies the current, you know, purest, uh, politically correct sentiment mm-hmm. about things that are not natural. But, you know, if you have a... a um, sensitivity to to something like aspartame or sucralose. Of mm-hmm. course, you shouldn't have it, but I you know there's actually more flexibility in the sweeteners. Um, so what I say in the clinic, basically, until we learn otherwise, I'll say the best sweetener is not is something that's not sugar and is something you like right. the taste of. Yeah, and that doesn't <laughs> stoke you know that falsely stoke your appetite. Uh, for sugar, or as is the case with some of these uh, artificial sweeteners, the chemical sweeteners, they may disrupt the microbiome in ways that we don't quite even yet understand. So, yeah, uh, maybe uh, a little more rigor on that front. Uh, Great stuff. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the book. Uh, The book is uh, And Your Carb Confusion, right? And that's available from the usual sources. And you have a a website to support that. Uh, Is there additional information somewhere? Well, the uh, the book can be found at any major retailer, reseller, you know, the Amazon, Barnes & Noble, things like that. Um, we have a um, actually Adapt Your Life Academy, adaptyourlifeacademy.com that is teaching keto and other types oh, of diets. If you want a video digital platform and you don't want to read the book, but Andrew Carb Confusion will, you know, if, if you didn't even ever dream that you want to do a diet or, you know, it just it introduces you to the basics of nutrition as we understand it today. Good stuff. And uh, you're available for uh, consultation. Uh, you know, these days, are you doing telemedicine if people can't get to your practice in North Carolina? Well, I'm still tied to, by licensing and, and uh, Duke's yep. policies to yep. see people who come to North Carolina. I do have a website that has information. Um, uh, it's called drwestmanonline.com. So D-R-W-E-S-T-M-A-N-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. I know it's a long mouthful, but you can get uh, some useful tips there. And then that directs you to places like the book uh, availability, the, the digital class, and how to get an appointment at Duke, too. 
Great. Well, look, you know, I, I just want to extend uh, my congratulations to you for, uh, you know, taking that, that step a little bit out of uh, the mainstream, uh, keeping an open mind and investigating a, a new uh, and controversial paradigm, but doing so in a even handed way, you know, not, uh, you know, embracing it uh, uncritically. Uh, but applying a scientific method to understanding what this can do for people and, you know, in so doing, uh, helping to legitimize, I think, a, a very, very valid pathway uh, for a lot of folks to get their health straightened out. So good stuff. Well, thank you. You know, having a team, uh, Dr. Yancey, Will Yancey and I uh, at Duke and the VA, the research, um, it, it, you know, starting with Walter Kempner and the rice diet years ago. This is a, a great place to look at nutritional information and, and nutrition science at Duke. It's it just that you sort of did a 180. You were uh, kind of going against the prevailing paradigm. That's for sure. Good stuff. Well, you know, I, I, I see that it's all, we're all on the same team trying to improve health. We just do it in a different way. Indeed. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, best of luck with the book. And getting the word out. Thank you. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile friendly site, it's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.